Hello everyone and welcome to the Football Bets You podcast, episode number 17 of season 3. I'm joined this week by Mellon. Hello. Connor. How's it going? And a first time appearance for Mr. Patrick Sheridan. Hello, how are you? How are you also crack house things? Good. Uh, <laughs> that was such a nice intro. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, lads, just before we get into it, just uh, just have a quick chat with Paddy. So, Paddy, it's been a long time trying to get you onto the podcast. You're a busy man. Yes, yes. I know. It's good to be finally be on. We've been talking about it. With, well, usually when we're drunk, you're saying, come yeah. on to the podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, any time. And then every time you try to get me on, I'm uh, like, uh, dodging it. Yeah, but you yeah. got me on now, yeah. So uh, hopefully it goes well. Right. So for those that obviously don't know you, you're a United fan. Yes. A United fan. Um, yes. Enjoyed the game, actually, the last game. Yeah, it was good. But I have a few quick for our questions that I didn't tell you about. That I'm going to just lash it here, right? So I want some quick answers here, right? <laughs> right. So... I have favorite favorite ever United player. Eric Cantona. Most hated team. Liverpool. Best current player. Fred. Bruno. <laughs> uh, most hated manager. Moyes. Ooh, that's an interesting one considering he, he I don't know, he probably Probably United team, manager or any manager? No, I would say any manager. Ah, oh, cheers. Sorry. Um, yeah, still Moyes. Still Moyes. Still Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, he so, place. Paddy, you are in the middle of doing a charity. Sorry, I'm just going to do that so I can focus my screen. Uh, you're in the middle of doing a charity run. Do you want to just tell us a bit about that? Yes, the Ray Darcy Mile a Week for a Year Challenge in aid of the Laura Lynn Foundation. And mile a so, week doesn't sound like a lot. Did I say a mile a week? Yeah, you said a mile a week. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. A marathon a week. Sorry, a marathon a week. So 42 kilometers a week uh, for a year. Well, now, a somebody that's probably yeah. used to running, this is probably sounds like it's, it's not that would the worst, but I was not a very good runner before the start of this year. So January was a killer, but slowly uh, it's getting easier. So, but it's yeah. a very, very good charity. Uh, Laurel Lynn Foundation, uh, Children's Hospice. So it's for a really good cause. Yeah. So you can donate to Paddy as well. Well, I'll do with Paddy as I'll put like a link in, in wherever I can put it in. I can't put it on the screen or anything like that. Right. People can't click it, but when I post in the YouTube and stuff like that, there'll be a link on that. So if anyone wants to donate to Paddy's charity, uh, just click the link on that and you can donate on that. Paddy, I've committed to uh, donating 50 euro each month, every month you're doing it. So yeah, done right up till the end. So um, you. once you're doing it, I'm, I'm paying. Uh, no pressure. So yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So let's <laughs> look. I think what we're looking at on this week is we're going to be looking at the the weekend fixtures. So all the Premier League fixtures. We have the we have Mellon's Mall. I'm not sure if it's going to come from Mellon or if it's going to come from Connor, but either way, we'll have a Mall. Uh, we have Connor's Crypto Corner. So we'll get an update on, on all the stocks and stuff that Connor's going. Doesn't like a look at that, but uh, we have that. And then we've got the, the bets and the tips at the end. So as we'll move on to the first uh, match of the week, which is, boom, Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Aston Villa, 8-5. to five. Uh, The draw is 5-2. to two. Arsenal are 8-5. to five. Um, So same price for either team. Uh, this is a half 12 on Saturday. Uh, Connor, what do you make of this match? How do you think this one's going to go considering Arsenal's kind of 
poor, they have a poor injury list, and then they've also got now they're after getting David Luiz sent off as well in the last game, which was a bit bit harsh. But um, how do you see them them doing against Villa? Villa on a bit of a dip now at the moment. Villa struggling as well. Um, I would say Arsenal recently is more like a like a blip in a, in a fairly good run. I say they would have given them twenty odd points in the last nine games. They probably would have taken yeah. it. And the fact that they have done that is. It just shows kind of the run that they're on. Yeah. Like obviously, last week was a little bit disappointing as as a result. Obviously, but I thought they actually they played pretty well, and obviously, the the Louis sending off was a big turning point. So it's like forty five minutes with only ten men, um, and then obviously Leno being just an absolute fucking head the ball. Then at the end of the game, so didn't do <laughs> yeah. himself any favors. They're going to have to play fucking Matt Ryan and go now um, mm-hmm. <laughs> against Villa. Uh, I think it's a great price for Arsenal, though. Yeah, um, definitely worth throwing into into boost odds. Whether that's a, I wouldn't be putting them in a banker, maybe, but putting them into those seven or eight folds, get one yeah. in nice and early, and then get that cash out going up. But yeah, it's still fancy Arsenal. Yeah, Malin, what do you think yourself? I'm actually going to go with a draw for this one. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's two two fairly per teams. If I'm being honest, um, I don't really well, think Arsenal. Uh, yeah, they're on a good run, but like it's Arsenal at the end of the day. They're not a great side. Yeah. Villa, Villa is like they've two games in hand over Arsenal as well. I'm just saying there. Um, if they can get kind of back into a run of form, they'd be back up kind of European places. Yeah. Um, but both of them lost during the week, and I just think yeah, draw draws the result here for me. Paddy, how do you see this one going? Do you think uh, do you think Arsenal, like the lads are saying, are going to be kind of favourites for this one, or do you reckon Villa might get them again? I think I think Villa are going to do it. I think Villa are going to beat them, uh, considering the injuries and the suspensions that Arsenal have, and the reverse fixture this year was three 0 to Villa in the Emirates. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think Villa will do the job. Um, just looking at kind of the form table over the last 10 games, Arsenal sit in third position um, with five wins, three three draws and two losses. Uh, Villa are a little bit lower down in 12th. So when you get, usually when you look at form, you look at kind of the last three or four matches. But when you take it back a little bit further, go 10 matches, eight matches, nine matches, Arsenal really are kind of up there, thereabouts. So you can see that they had a bit of a rougher start to the, start to the season and kind of have to, over the last kind of 10 games, pick up a lot of points and obviously climb the table. But, um, having said that, Villa are still. When you look at the actual te- full table, Villa are still one place above, above them, so um, doesn't really count for a lot. But a form over ten games can can be a big, massive difference to to just a good start and then then just a, an absolute blip. So, um, that's why I, I am kind of in, in the same boat as always. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. I don't think it's going to be. Are you in the um, same boat of all of us? I said Arsenal. Melon said a draw. Paddy said Villa. You're in the same boat as all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of like it, it could go either way, and then it could be a draw. So like, I, do, I do think it could be could be anyone of them. Podcast host for you. So lads, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna get score predictions on this one. So Paddy, give us a score prediction on this one, and then a four score. I think three one to Villa, and I think four goal score are Mings, considering Ooh, nice. the suspensions were Arsenal. Yeah, uh, Connor. Um, two one Arsenal and because of his goal during the week, uh, Pepe Nicholas Pepe right. for last week. Um, <clears throat> um, I will go one one and Ross Barkley 
anytime. Oh, nice, yeah. Chelsea legend. Um, yeah, lads, I'm, I'm a little bit torn on this. I think Arsenal might nick it, though. I, mean, I think it might be a draw for the majority of the game, and then Arsenal might just get a late goal on it. Um, so I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Arsenal, and I'm going to say Lacazette to score, because why the fuck not? I always pick him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, lads, we'll move on. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll move on to the next game. Sorry for anyone that's that's watching and you just hear a, an, either an aggressive outburst or some sort of show from me. Chelsea are obviously on at the moment. They're winning 1-0 against Spurs. So, um, and he's recording this in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone may be in the team ordered upstairs. Uh, lads, we're on to the next game, three o'clock, Burnley and Brighton. Twelve to five for Burnley, twenty-one to ten for the draw, and five to four for Brighton. Brighton are a good team, Alan, aren't he? And Connor. Yep. Great side. Very good Always team. A... Yeah. Very good team, you know, considering yeah. uh last night's results, one nil. Uh, very very good there, side yeah. um away it's, from it's, home it's as well. You're talking about form there, Colleen. They're actually joint top uh, on the form table for the last three games at City. Three yeah. games. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I go, if I go to the last ten games, they're sitting in ninth. Not great. All right. <laughs> actually, actually, four places above Chelsea, but we won't <laughs> talk about that. Uh, so, Paddy, what did you make of last night's match? Obviously, between Brighton and Liverpool. Did you did you watch any of it? Or I was surprised. Yeah. I was because I thought Liverpool were back. I thought uh, Salah was uh, got his scoring boots on again, but again, Anfield just seems to be a bit of a hoodoo now. Second yeah. loss in a row. Um, absolutely delighted. Some would but, say, uh, Paddy, now I'm just throwing it out there. Some would say that last year was a bit of a fluke and uh, they won it in uncertain times and I just I don't see it being repeated. Well, and... they say it's harder to retain the title than win the title. Well, and I think that would be very that. true. Yeah, 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 Liverpool are definitely proven that. I think they're bottling it. Yeah, I think I think I think renowned bottlers, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> won the Champions League final. If it, was, if it was against any except Tottenham, they wouldn't have won the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, Back. exactly. Yeah, yeah, the bigger bottlers. Um, <laughs> lads, obviously, Burnley getting beaten two 0 by City. The, yeah, like when you look at Burnley's last two games, obviously Chelsea and City, they've had probably I think I think if you look at the stats on their their shots. They've had two shots and two shots off target in them both of them games. They're clearly not now. Obviously, look, they're against Chelsea and City, two big teams. They're going to dominate possession. They're going to be One defending a lot. Chelsea, shut your face. Two big teams. <laughs> so, like, they're, they're obviously not a counter-attacking team because they can't. They obviously don't have anything about them counter-attacking because they're sitting deep anyway. But they're just holding off. But there's no threat of really them going forward. So, do you reckon in them type of games they're just they're just literally just sitting there and hoping hoping they can keep between sheet for the whole season for the whole game? Like, do you think like there's any thought of like attacking play in that one? Then? For Burnley, yeah, no, I don't. Like in that type not, of games, like they rely too much on their their big men up top, um, like Chris Wood especially. You know, yeah. he's he's okay at holding the ball up, but he's not the type of player that's ever gonna try to get in behind defenders. No. Um, but going like to Brighton there yesterday against Liverpool, they done exactly what every small smaller team does against Liverpool. They sit back, let Liverpool kind of press forward. Liverpool don't know how to break these teams down, and then Brighton go up the other end and score. It's they Liverpool played into Brighton's hands yesterday. They they kind of uh, <clears throat> they weren't quick enough, kind of moving the ball side to side and. It was easy for the the Brighton defenders, all big 
tall men there, like clearing everything that Liverpool put into smaller players. Yeah. But for me, I think Brighton are going to win this game. Um, I was just looking at their recent results there. Their last five games in the Premier League, they've only been beaten once, and that was against Man City. Yeah. They are on a decent run of form. Connor, what do you reckon? Like, talk, talk to me about what happened last night, obviously. What, what do you think there? Like, do you think it was just a bad performance? Do you think it was a good performance by Brighton? Obviously, obviously a solid performance. You can't argue that it wasn't a solid performance. But do you think it was a lack of creativity from Liverpool? Or do you reckon it was actually just a good Brighton performance? I can't afford BT, so I didn't actually see it. <laughs> I watched so Pete here looking I'm looking for a package if there's anything going yeah. on out TV or whatever so want to sponsor, um, package yeah, or sponsor me so I can actually watch the games <laughs> um, from what the bits I saw and obviously what Melon has said you couldn't have you would have expected the game to kind of go in that fashion um, I think Liverpool are lacking that cutting edge now a little bit and it has been showing up it's easier to get in behind Spurs when Spurs are actually pressing which is kind of what Spurs did two weeks ago um, I think West Ham came out at Liverpool as well because West Ham thought they were going to get something out of the game. Teams like Brighton, teams like Burnley, teams like West Brom, Liverpool have struggled against this season. I ain't expecting anything out of the game. And if they can nick something with a set piece, um, that's what they'll do. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lack of creativity, lack of creativity, lack of flair, a lack of inventiveness that Liverpool showed kind of last year. If stuff wasn't working wide, stuff went through the middle. If stuff wasn't working through the middle, stuff went wide. It was almost a tear. <laughs> I'm crying there. You should have drawn little tears. And Did you see Robertson coming out today saying they're out, they're out of the tight race? It's just a thing to take the pressure off. It's, it's the same thing that Pep did this time last season. It's the same thing that players and managers will do because... But Pep was right. They didn't win it. Yeah. Yeah, but Robertson's going to be right. Robertson is right as well. Liverpool are out. But I'd be going mad if I knew my player was saying that. Yeah, this stage. Especially with with the results, the type of results that have been happening this season. You're not catching Man City. And Liverpool, the way they're playing, are not catching Man City anytime soon. Man City go at the weekend and beat Liverpool. That's it. It's game over. Yeah. No coincidence that Klopp said it. After the game, Robbo said it after the game, Henderson said it after the game with City coming up. Robbo, who he is, fucking best me, Robbo. <laughs> Fuck off. No, he's 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 AR on, on WhatsApp, but we call him Robbo when everyone else is around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but because before the City game, because it takes it puts the pressure on the City to beat Liverpool as a, as a smaller club. The same way the Pep didn't announce last season that City were able to title the race until the week before City played Liverpool. So it's a way it's going to put the ball in someone else's court. Is it going to work? No, because I still think City are just too strong. Um, but that's exactly what's happened. Is they haven't just saved it for the week before Liverpool City for, for no reason, you know? Yeah. You have to you have to give Brighton props as well. Like you asked, was it just a bad performance by Liverpool or did Brighton play well? Brighton played very well. Like yeah. their Graham Potter has them playing really well. They get the ball from the back and they, they oh, try Rain to friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They actually try to play football. Unlike most of the kind of smaller teams, they will sit back and then it's just hoof it back to the, the goalkeeper and let Liverpool or whoever start again. Brighton yeah. get the ball and they actually try to play out of the defence. And I think that game, there was one shot, one, yeah. one shot on target. And it <laughs> was like Trump and all. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give credit to Brighton where it's due. Liverpool weren't good enough to break them down and Brighton actually played scored won the game simple as yeah like they don't um 
they don't come off a team that's like they don't come off as a team that's like gonna be kind of tricky but like when you actually when they come up against the big teams they they actually defend they're pretty dogged like they they do dig in and they like this when you, when you look at the last three games Connie, they've kept three clean sheets and they've won all the games one day like against liverpool spurs and leeds yeah leeds unreal, free flowing like... obviously spurs not exactly free flowing football and scoring loads of goals but still a clean sheet against them and a clean sheet away to liverpool yeah it's yeah. uh they're doing something right definitely yeah uh, lads, score predictions on this one. Uh, Connor, just a quick one. What do you think of that price there on Brighton and Burnley? Like, do you think 12 to 5 for, for Burnley? Is it, is it an interesting price that, or would you reckon, stay away from? See, see, I don't know. With, with Brighton's plan, is it going to work against a team like it, managed by Sean Deutsch that is probably going to pack across with a line of four and a line of six? Yeah. Is it going to be enough to break teams down when? There's no space in behind. I don't know. I still fancy Brighton to nick it. It's kind of where I'm going to go on it. Um, but I don't think it's going to go into the into the bets as a. It's definitely not going in from a Burnley side. If I was going to put something in, I'd probably look at Brighton at five to four. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is a bit of a dodgy one. Um, lads, score predictions on this. So, kind of with that for you. I'm going to go uh, one 0 Brighton, and I'm going to go with Trossard. Oh, hello, <laughs> uh, Paddy. One all Trossard. I think um, again, as you said about Brighton, they they won against the bigger teams because the bigger teams push forward and leave spaces behind. So I don't think yeah. Burnley are going to do that. That's what I'm saying. Burnley are a bit. They kind of sit back like there's not really yeah. much counterattacking. Like they don't they don't really. They're kind of in, in, enticing people on, but I don't I don't think that works because they don't. It's not like they have massive bundles of pace going up as as Malin was saying there. They have got very little pace. Chris Wood up front, like he's not gonna, he's gonna win a header if he's gonna hold the ball up. Like. The fastest player in the club is Robbie Brady, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Set pieces though. That's yeah, yeah. Set pieces. Yeah. Uh, so, Paddy, can I get a score prediction for? Oh, you said one all with Trossard, was it? One all Trossard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man. Yeah, I was also gonna go one nil and Trossard, but since Connor went with that, I will go Pascal Gross. Well, you can join me if you want. I'm not gonna be upset. No, no, I'm staying with. Come on, let's hope you're on together. Lads, I'm going. I'm going for. Are we going to call it an upset? I'm going to go for a Burnley win on this one. Um, the only reason I'm doing this as well is because I like the price. But this season has been so fucked up that just when you think Brighton are going to win and they're playing class, something happens. It's like Liverpool going on a big run, bang, lose a game. So I, I think there's going to be an upset. I think Brighton might get a bit ahead of themselves and they might um, be a bit complacent against Burnley. So I think Burnley might actually beat them on this song. I'm going to go with two one win for Burnley, and I'm actually going to talk about Chris Wood scoring. So how do you like them apples? And um, uh, Melon, do you want to give your results? Because Colin just cut you off there a little bit. No, I didn't. You gave it. Did you give it? <laughs> yeah, I gave it. I gave it. One nil. What did you say? Oh, you're going one nil. I thought you said you were going. You to wake like, like Fuck off, you wake up. <laughs> right, lads. Next one. Ooh, taking away. Uh, Newcastle and Southampton. So the three o'clock game. Nine to five for Newcastle. 23 to 10 for the draw and Southampton 6 to 4. Paddy, what do you reckon on this one? Um, After the last result for Southampton, I yeah. can only see one result. Considering the injuries they have, uh, I, I think Newcastle are going to do it. Yeah. Um, I heard it, I was listening to the podcast last week and everybody was shitting on Newcastle a little bit, but Not I me. think Callum, Callum Wilson's a good, a good player. I think he's, he's good up front. Yeah. And, uh, I think he can get them, get them a couple of goals. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I think I 
I, I definitely know if I was on the if because I don't think we looked at the midweek games. Did we not in last week's podcast? It was the weekend games. No, we we looked at Newcastle Everton and yeah, fucking berated Newcastle and then they beat. Yeah, yeah. We said no. Having said that, if I was looking at um, the midweek games, I definitely would have said Newcastle would be Palace. And he, again, it just goes to show how fucking inconsistent the league is. Like, yeah, um, they get beaten at home two one. Like, so it's it's a tough one. But I do, Paddy, I do agree with you there. I think Wilson is is quality, and I do think against Everton, they put up so much fight, and they were all they all just looked yeah. so hungry. And I don't know what it was, but that game it really all just clicked for them. And I was yeah. really disappointed to see that that result um, against Crystal Palace. I thought that was a game definitely they could have taken two yeah. points from. Yeah, I would do. Um, Connor, what do you reckon on this one? Do you reckon draw? Do you reckon draw? Could be. It's a rough and hard place here. You're looking at Newcastle have one win in 10. You're looking at Southampton that have lost their last four in a row. So they're not exactly two teams that are flying. Um, Paddy's right with the injury list that Southampton have. Um, I think the red card being rescinded is, is massive. Um, so they don't have to go into into their not even into the reserves, pass the reserves into the twenty ones to try find replacements at the back. Um, did they have enough firepower up front? Maybe potentially. Um, thought Chet Adams was unlucky with his goal against United. Would it have stopped things being nine nothing? Probably not. Probably would have still been nine one at the end of the day. But. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'd be I'd be looking at draw, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I could see goals in it from both sides because when you look at kind of that result against United, they're like a fucking nine 0 absolute spanking there. Like like surely like Southampton obviously their their form recently over the last couple of games has been poor. Four losses in a row. Like do you do you start looking at the manager now or do you think like right that's a bit probably a bit jumping the gun? Um, like a nine nil spanking is enough to to kind of trap the eye on them. Like, I'd say premature considering the injuries they've had. Yeah, yeah, fair. You know, because they were doing well beforehand. Before yeah, they got they, the weren't, injuries, they yeah. weren't doing too bad. Yeah, so well, I'm just, I I'm just saying, worried. Go on. I was just gonna say I've never been beaten nine nil, and he's gotten beaten nine nil twice in sixteen months. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't play for shite him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to. Uh, it's interesting to see how they go about it, like because, like I said, obviously the modern day football, as we all know from Frank Lampard, RIP. Um, we all know like what what can happen. Now I don't think like the likes of Southampton is probably not the type of club that will do it too much. Um, maybe they'll they'll be allowed that little bit of kind of different form, but uh, I just think when you're after losing three games in a row and then you get spanked nine 0 something. Something has to I think it, I think it comes down to what what was the expectation within the club at the start of the season anyway. If they were yeah. expecting a mid table and they're looking at twelve so far, you'd be saying, Okay, we're still kind of on track. Yeah. If yeah. there was an expectation for Europe within the board, say beforehand, as a, as as something that was put to the manager, yeah, he might be but you don't really know what a club like Southampton, where were they aiming for? I would have said I would imagine anyway. I'd imagine top eight. I'd imagine eight would be realistic for them, like Yeah, so I would I would have said like not exactly Europe, but not exactly bottom half of the league, you know, yeah. in that area. So I think they're still looking all right for that. And again, it depends on what was kind of agreed beforehand. What did they want out yeah. of the season? Renowned yeah, for being a selling club as well. You know, they always sell their best yeah. players and keep going, you know. Yeah. Like, I think to stay in the Premier League for them, it's the cash cow, you know. They'll be happy yeah. enough. Definitely. I get Europe now with Taki Minamino there. <laughs> now, what do you reckon on this one? Do you reckon uh, draw or Newcastle, or who do you think? Do you think do you think we have a definite favourite in this one, or do you reckon? I suppose there's no definite favourite, but I definitely think there'll be 
a reaction from Southampton after mm. what happened against United. It's whatever about the, the sending offs and stuff, but this happened to him the last time and the board stuck by him and he turned things around and he was getting results. And fair enough, they've had what four defeats there in a row. But look look at them before that. And they were they were performing very well, playing great football. I just think there'll be a reaction now against Newcastle, and I actually think Southampton are probably going to win. Yeah, we've had a we've had a comment come through there, colleague, um, from from Boris that says top eight for Southampton. Not going to shit on you on your pod. Get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Been, I don't think. Uh, but that would have been a realistic fucking uh, a realistic target for them, and I think as they, like them as players, like when you look at who they've got, like they're attacking kind of. Uh, Ward Prowse, Chad Evans, uh, Danny Ings, obviously Shane Long's gone now, but like you had them kind of options. And, I think Minamino. Yeah, Minamino now. Like obviously they didn't have him at the start, but like that's that's where you agree at the start where, what your expectations are. But um, like I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said a position is is any way out of the ordinary. Like even with Danny Ings there in the form he was in, even coming at the end of last season, like he would have definitely been trying to push everybody to to go that a little bit further. Like he definitely want to play like Europa League, like and. That's what they want. Like that, them type of clubs, they want Europa League. They want European football. Like, and I, I, I don't think like I, I would have thought their expectation would have been eight, seven, or eight. Um, but look, Boris can go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> lads, uh, we're looking for. So please comment in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so send your comments in the comment section. We'll read them out. I'll read them out and I'll fucking abuse you after. How do I get up? Uh, Paddy, what do you reckon score prediction on this one? 2-1 to Newcastle. Callum Wilson, first goal scorer. Nice one. Uh, Connor? 2-1 Southampton, Chet Evans. Nice. Chet Evans, no. Chet Evans. Chet Evans, we'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2-1 Southampton as well, and Ward Prowse. We're best I'm eight gonna, today, Melon. I'm going to go with a one-all draw. Can I fucking can I give me a prediction, man? Is that okay? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a one-all draw here. And I do think Callum Wilson's gonna score, but I also think War Prowse gonna score. So yeah, I'm giving you two goal scores. Lads, we'll move on to the next one. It's a landing derby, mate. Uh sixth, half, five. Fulham, five to two. The draw is twelve to five, and West Ham are eleven to ten. Speaking of David Moyles. What do you make of West Ham this year, Paddy? Um, yeah, they're doing well. They have yeah. to say they are doing well under him. Um, Jesse Lingard, I think, has come in now. Um, Jay Lings. Well, look, I've had it so many times watching him at United. He'll have a run of two or three good games and then his form will drop off a cliff. He thinks he's world-class, but he just loses that motivation after he scores a few goals and thinks he's the best player in the world. I so I think, they might get, I think they might get another good couple of games out of them and then there'll be nothing out of them then after that. Yeah. Um, but he's only young yeah. that happens with young players that they're really quick. He's been young for years. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't age. So what do you think top. realistically where do you think uh, West Ham will finish up this season like come the end of the season? Well their form has been really good as of late. Yeah. I see there that they've only lost one in the last six. Yeah. Um, if you look so, at the sorry, if you look at the form table over the last ten games, they're sitting in fifth position at the moment. Yeah, I was just about to say they'll be definitely top half of the table, yeah. finishing up. Um, definitely won't be near the relegation battle. 
so uh, alone for Moyes to stabilise the club, which he's done at Everton as well. Yeah, you know, you'd only expect that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, fair play to him. Yeah, they're doing well. Um, Melon, what do you reckon on this one? Do you reckon, do you reckon West Ham are, are massive favourites? Do you reckon West are Fulham are going to put that up to them? Or uh, no, I was just looking at recent results there. Sorry, and Fulham haven't won in the league in the last eight. Yeah. And West Ham have only lost, I think, one in the last day. Yeah. Uh, like Paddy was saying, West Ham are playing very well. And I actually think they're probably going to get Europa League football this year. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Moyes with the kind of, I don't know, mid-table teams, everything. He's done it for years with them. And he, he always kind of had them playing well. And they were always top half. You know, at the time. You know he, he was just uh, not giving a chance. Then. <laughs> unfairly treated but um true yeah i just i think he this is probably the the right team from it's a similar team to what he had at everton yeah. um and he seems to kind of work his magic with these teams so i don't think fulham are actually going to do anything in this game no i think west ham are it's a comfortable win for them do you think fulham are getting relegated yeah uh looking at the table they're sitting in 19th or yeah 18th um like it's there is a big gap now between 18th and 17th there. Like them three teams, like I can definitely see the three of them going down. Um well it's gonna be an interesting kind of weekend because with Burnley and Brighton playing each other there as well. Yeah. So if Fulham do pick up a, a result, it just pulls them a little bit closer, I suppose, to Burnley. But I just I don't see them beating West Ham. I do see Fulham going down this year, yeah. It's surprising seeing Burnley there, isn't it, considering their recent results. Like it is it is surprising that they've they've kind of there. I actually think Brighton were a part of uh, my score, my my team predictions to go down at the start of the season. And I believe as soon as I seen them playing against Chelsea, I think I changed that. They took them out because I thought they played some really good football. They they were just con- like they were content on playing out from the back, and they were adamant that they were going to do it regardless of what pressure they put up on them. Like, but um, that was when Chelsea were good. But um, yeah. So let's score predictions on this one, uh, Connor. I'll go to you first. Didn't want to give me an opinion on the game anyway, so that's Did you not give it? Sorry, tell me There's not much to really say on that. I agree with Paddy with Lingard having a couple of games and um, my only worry would be about not replacing obviously he was he was still top goal scorer for them. He didn't do a lot, but not replacing uh, Sebastian Hallier in the January transfer window except with Lingard. Could be a mistake, could be something that that affects them towards the March, April, May time of the season um, mm-hmm. in regards to scoring goals. Midfield, they look solid. They're not conceding a lot of goals, which is obviously good. Um, I think it's a great price for them against someone like Fulham without a win in, in nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be looking at West Ham, 2-0. Shout out to my boy Water. I'm going to go Thomas Suchek. He's on form, isn't he? Uh, Paddy, what do you reckon? Score prediction. First of all, on reflection, I'd like to change my most hated manager of all time from uh, David, David Moyes to... Because <laughs> I heard Benitez. Because like, he was on a fairy train. I'm going to go 2-1 to West Ham and Jesse Lingard, fourth goal scorer. Awesome. Uh, um, I'm going to go 2-0 West Ham and Lingard as well. You're all jumping on the fucking van. Like, what was Warwick trying to do? He was like that looking away. He wasn't even looking at the camera. And uh, so he can try to do it to Lingard <laughs> celebration. Um, I'm going to say, lads, 3-1 to West Ham. And I'm going to go with Bowen to score. 
because I think he is yeah. playing quality this season. Lads, next one. Saturday, Man United and Everton. Paddy, we'll come to you first, seeing as you are the Man United fan. Come Obviously, on. we touched a bit on the uh, Southampton game. What did you make of that absolute masterclass? Um, what I liked most from it was the spread I'm of gotta call it, but Tuesday. sorry, hold on. Melon is making a face at me there. 9-0, man. How can you not call it? How can you not call it that? Did they not have two men sent off? One, but the, the, the second fellow was sent off in the 85th minute or something. League away. I've seen 10 man teams getting good results. Do you yeah. not think it was a good, a good result now? 9 0. Yeah, it is. It's not a masterclass, though. Right. Well, I don't know about that now. I didn't say that, but it was a good result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, anybody who's winning 9 0, yeah, good yeah. result. You'd have taken 9 0 going into the game. Yeah, one of the lads, one, one lad that actually was um, on the Instagram page had a tenor on United 9 0. I think you must have got it at half time 50 to 1, and you had a tenor on it 500. Well, back. And that was a half time, yeah. I think it was a half time special, yeah. What was that, a half-time five already, was it? Four. Uh, four or five, oh, yeah. Four, so, yeah, so 50 to one, he had a tenner on it, 500 quid back himself. Sorry, yeah, the, 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 no, you're all right, the spread of goals and assists during the game, I was really impressed with. The full played well, all the all the forwards played well. Bruno got on the score sheet again. Um, but again, Everton are, are a really good side, uh, you know. Um, they're coming uh, off a good result from Leeds. Um, but I still think the confidence, the last game for United... If they got from that, I think it'll be a United win in Old Trafford as well. I think it'll be a United win. I'm going to just ask you, I think I've asked uh, the lads when the United fans are on, uh, what's your kind of your front four? What would you prefer? Like, would you prefer Cavani through the middle? Would you prefer Rashford? Oh, definitely Cavani, Cavani up top. Yeah. Um, Rashford on the left, Greenwood on the right, and Bruno in the middle, just behind Cavani. Interesting, isn't it? Everyone everyone always says like, Greenwood on the, on the right, but he hasn't really been playing that much, has he? Like, That's why I'd give him a run. I'd give him a and good he's, run. he's probably the most natural finisher out of yeah. all of them. Yeah. 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 So why 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 on the right? Like why not up through the center? Because though? because Rashford's brutal and Bruno. Here you go. Here you're gonna put Bruno then though. Yeah, I'm bring him Bruno on. Bruno can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but the way they played it with the tree just behind the striker, you you have to play someone on the right and someone on the left mm. for width as well. The way United play, but with the two holding midfielders. Would Rashford? Would um. Green would not be considered an out-and-out striker, like no. Well, yeah, but you're not going to take Cavani. Yeah, that's put true, him yeah. in there. You know? I, I have been saying it since since they signed them. Cavani should Here be starting every single game. I've said it. Did, did you yeah. see the video Cavani put up on his Instagram the other day? No. It was a highlight reel of all his misses at Man United. What a guy! And it's just everything like he. It's the tapping he should have scored, and he put it wide, and it's his header oh, that he made. It was just. No goals in it. Oh, but this just shows his mentality. He's yeah, not sitting he's around just... looking at his goals. He's sitting around looking at how he can improve. That's yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> how he can improve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh... Get this podcast afterwards and listen to everything I said wrong. I'm <laughs> 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 put up a highlight reel. Ask you about uh, Harry Maguire. What do you make of Harry Maguire? The lads, the like, the likes of Lawler and Water are not a fan of Harry Maguire. What do you think? Are you, are you oh, no, a fan I, of... I think I think he's a solid defender. Um, <laughs> I think I think. We're very, we're always prone to concede a goal, but yeah. I think with the right defender beside him, like I think when uh, Bayi plays beside him, I think they're a lot stronger than when the other lad, what's his name? Lindelof. Yeah, yeah, Lindoff. 
yeah, I think I think they're a lot stronger. I think the fullbacks now are getting better. Shaw is one of the best left backs in the league this year. I'm not saying yeah. previously, but this year he's playing really well. Wambasaka no, is happy, yeah, good defending. Ended it with this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wambasaka, biggest left back in the year. <laughs> great defender, <laughs> not great going forward. Yeah. So, and the same, same could be said about Wambasaka. He's like he's very good defensively, but going forward, he yeah. can't cross fucking legs. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Although um, we're doing well there during the week as well. He even got a goal yeah. and an assist. So yeah, surprising. Yeah. Although I think um, I would have got a goal there. <laughs> yeah, everyone chipped in. The wall's a masterclass, don't forget. Oh, sorry, we're going to go to Melon there. Melon, explain to me how that was not a masterclass. Can we, can we just talk about that tackle, by the way? You got the ball. Just, I'm just trying out there. Shut up, you idiot. You knew you were going to say that as well. <laughs> well, what do you reckon? Oh, here? Like, would, you not, would you not strangle him as a manager, though? When you're that riddled with injuries injured. and ailments and everything, and then after 70 seconds, a fella who has been annoyed that you haven't given him a start and you give him a start and then he does that. Oh, that's, the whole so thing. that's the whole thing about it. Like your your adrenaline is gone. Premier League adrenaline. debut, Colleen. No, wait, did you not play last week? No, it was the first cup. Game. It was a Premier League debut. Oh, I, think, I think he thought he was in the UFC. I think they were really struggling for our players and got a mix of martial arts. Mix martial arts then. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's, that's, that's adrenaline. Like you're, you're going in your first Premier League start. It's against Man United. You're desperate to kind of show your qualities. And it was just reckless. We've all had big games, Melon, and adrenaline is slow. And you don't go and try to kick a fella at the Goonies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. well, some people do. Yeah. You never know. I, yeah, I think United are going to win this game. Um, it's it's actually very interesting to see how United cope with matching City's results because obviously right now it's between the two of them at the top of the table. I know City have a game in hand, but it's just interesting to watch United in the games now to see how they perform, knowing that the pressure's on, that if they slip up, City, City aren't going to slip up. I, I think they're just kind of... They've hit that run of form now where they're going to be really hard to beat. And it's it's all about United in these games, and it's it's games like this against Everton that's really going to show if United will be there at the end of the season. Mm. I think it'll be a very one. good game. Most of these, most most games between Everton and United tend to be very good games. Um, yeah. But yeah, I see United kind of taking this one. Um, Everton kind of looking at their recent form, they actually have haven't been there too bad. So in the last eight games, they've won five, drawn one, and lost two. Um, obviously. They have they have goals coming in and I fucking knew as soon as I took Calvert Lewin out me me fancy team he'd score. Um knew it as soon as as soon as I don't know he scores. Um they have a strong team like uh, Everton. Where where do you think they, their biggest weakness is? Like it's gotta be surely Yeah, I was just gonna say that it's gotta be sure the, the goalkeeper because the defenders aren't actually that bad. Um their midfield isn't too bad. Um but the likes of the front four, like is pretty solid, like. Uh, the likes of James Rodriguez and Sigurdsson and Gavin Leon, like there's a series of ones of talent there. Like it's Jordan Pickford, and he's completely praised because he's English and there's overhype about all these English goalkeepers. But it's like any any goalkeeper, if your defense aren't confident in what's sitting behind them in the goal, it it kind of affects the whole team. And Pickford isn't kind of looked at it in that way. Because he's got that, he's got that English hype around him, and he's English, England's number one goalkeeper. I think he's the weakest. He's the weakest. I don't know. I I think Pickford Southgate just loves Pickford. I don't think he's gonna drop him, but I think 
Pickford is probably the weakest player in that. And the problem with Everton is that the backup goalkeeper isn't really any better. I suppose. Oh, well, I would say Alton's not a bad goalkeeper now. Compared no, I don't think I don't think he's a bad goalkeeper. Goal. But is he is he better? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Why didn't they do that in January? <laughs> like I'm looking at Sergio Romero there at United. Yeah. Could be solved. Even Why, even Henderson there. Like Henderson. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, Paddy. Do you? What do you think of the De Gea and Henderson? Who would you have? Henderson, I think I'd give him a run. I think De Gea is yeah. absolutely calamitous this season, last season. I don't know what's yeah. a, what's gone wrong. It's literally like when the team weren't playing well, he was playing well, got player of the season, three seasons in a row. But then when the team started picking up, he's, his form has dropped off a cliff. Yeah. So I think maybe it'd do him the world of good to be dropped for a little while. Uh, another thing I usually ask Paddy, uh, Pogba and Fernandez, can they fit into the same team or do you think one takes away from the other? When you were asking me earlier on what my top four, best top four was, I found it very hard not to say Pogba somewhere there in the top yeah. four because I do like him in a forward position. Um, and maybe on the right, taking away from Greenwood, I do, I do think you can fit them in together. Although yeah. then you look at the results during the week and he wasn't there and he played great. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be sad if they sold him in the summer. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody, I think that's kind of a, I think, yeah, I think that's a kind of a common opinion on I wouldn't, if you ask me about my, my top my top four Liverpool players I wouldn't be happy if one of them was sold in the summer I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's one of the top players like I don't think I think you could lose him and the team would be just okay without him yeah but you I wouldn't want them to sell him and then not replace him but I mean yeah. sell him and get someone like, maybe like Grealish or something yeah, you know, you'd sell Pogba, you'd make a mint off him, and you could make United stronger with two players, two exactly, yeah, decent yeah, squad yeah. players. And Pogba is too much of that kind of player that he shows up when United are comfortable, comfortably in the lead and three or four nil up. Pogba starts to come out and show what he can do. It's when United are suffering and they need a goal or they need a bit of kind of inspiration from someone. Pogba's not to be seen. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's nowhere to be seen and. Get rid of him and get in the likes of Grealish or a Madison, for example. And get a centre-back, world-class centre-back. Exactly. Yeah. Paddy, I want your honest opinion on this. Or sorry, not opinion, but I want your honest uh, thought process on this, right? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, from the start to now, have you been? Have you constantly been Ole in, Ole out? Or what, have you been a bit sceptical? Or what, what way has, has your kind of timeline gone? Mourinho, Mourinho, there was a time when I was like, right, get him out. Even before he was gone, I was like, yeah, no, get him out. But with Ole, the whole time I've been, uh, yeah, I've been consistently positive about him at the club. And simply because I know how he feels about the club. And I could see some results, uh, you know, coming in. And as soon as Bruno came in now, like, the, or I think we're top of the form table. If you look at, like, the last year with Bruno at the club, We've, we've the most we're the most consistent team, or one of top three, definitely. And um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I've always been very happy, and I think he'll do well. At United, I do. I think give, this, give him another give him another year. I think not this season. I think next season now, if we get a couple of good signings in, um, we'll definitely be challenging for the title. I think the summer is probably the biggest time for United this year. If if United go into the summer transfer market and they make that key defensive signing. And they get in maybe a bit more kind of squad depth, like a decent a decent player of oh, where's Collie gone? Keep going. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay, we're still on, yeah. Um yeah, so if they get a green, we can do what we want now. What <laughs> yeah, say, say what we like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know if you know you can get that defensive player, the defender that they need, and a, a decent midfielder. 
that's if they if they do make the right moves in the summer transfer market, that's where United will come back, I think, and they'll be challenging again. I think one of the biggest moves United have made in the last couple of years is getting rid of players more than getting players in. Because some of the yeah. players were just toxic in the club. You yeah, know, there was yeah. too much waste and too much, you know, too many people there for themselves. But he really has a team spirit in it there now. Um but I suppose that's, I that's where I see the the last bit of that is getting rid of Pogba. Because I do yeah. think he's got so much kind of influence on some of the players. Yes. Uh, if if you get well, rid of him, you'll have so much kind of you'll have uh, a better build squad, if that's yeah. the right word. Yeah, more um, together. And, and then just, just yeah, just add one or two. You know, yeah, they're back straight up in the challenging yeah. for the league. I still th- this month is very important. I think in the title race because I was looking at the next set of fixtures up until the end of the month, and City have re- some really tough games. And you know, they don't have that bad of a run. Up until yeah. the end of the at the end of the end of February, I'm saying now after that, now anything could happen. But I think this month will be a big month. And look at look at the end. When, when does it finish the league this year? Um, is it the same as be. usual, or is it a bit later? Usual May, I think. May, yeah. yeah, yeah if they yeah. put the cram loads of games in, I'm going to take over from Cody. I'm going to go around. That's why I put the glasses on, just in case you didn't read us. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go around. Uh, as well. Sorry, Melon, do you want to give us a, a score prediction and a goal score? Um, I am going to go 2-1 Man United and I'll go Fernandez Peno Standard Paddy um, Okay gla- You look like Harry Hill with those glasses on <laughs> They're not my glasses so they're the glasses, but I'm wearing them so point, um, I'm going to go Man United 3-1 and Bruno up to score first Nice And Connor. Um. Yeah, United two nil. Think the, the Fernandez one is an easy one. Um, I think Martial the way he played the other night, he's gonna get another run. Um, whether that's obviously not playing Greenwood, but I'm gonna go Martial as a as a goal scorer. Yeah, I definitely think Everton will score, though, won't they? Because yeah, United yeah, just can't they, go a game. Like, the, there the will there'll be definitely goals in this game. Um, yeah. both sides, but United will take it. I disagree. Uh, I can't change the animation, but we'll move on to Sunday anyway. And uh, it's uh, Spurs against West Brom. Excellent. Uh, if you want to start rambling on there, and I'll find the the, uh, the odds. I suppose for okay. anybody wondering that's not watching this, um, our host. Oh yeah, has, out. He's he's dropped out <laughs> of the stream podcast. So yeah, we'll continue. He has on. all the controls around. Did anything happen in the Chelsea match? Thing. So Chelsea uh, no, are still, still currently beating Spurs. Yeah, okay. still one 0 Um so nothing's changed there. But the likes of Spurs, they've had a couple of poor results recently. And they're obviously not scoring goals. Harry Kane still being out uh, injured. Obviously the reliance then goes on on Sun a little bit more. What do you think of uh Spurs recently, Mellon? How are they performing? What do you think they're gonna happen to them now without Harry Kane going forward? I don't know. The, the last time Harry Kane went out injured for them, I think it was last season, and Spurs actually started picking up and playing better without him in the team. It was kind of a, it was always a case of like, it's a bit of a mad example, but the likes of, say, a Messi at Barcelona, everything goes through them, goes through Messi. It's the same with Kane at Spurs. It's everything kind of goes through him. Now, this season has been completely different. He's changed his game and he's been the one getting on the ball and, and setting up Son and mm. that partnership has worked very well. But just going off the past when he was out of the team, 
Spurs actually showed up a bit more and Son was more involved, which I think made him a better player and made him feel more important. Um, but the results as of late and obviously tonight losing to Chelsea um, so far 1-0. Not great for them, but they are coming up against a, a West Brom team where they should pick up three points. But then you have on the flip side Sam Allardyce who is starting to kind of do a few things with West Brom. He's the expert in, in kind of doing that, isn't he? Yeah. Massively, he, he he goes into teams and the first thing he does is he kind of cleans it all up defensively. He makes sure that they're all kind of in line with each other and then he he starts working on getting the results. He just got he's he's so defensive minded, I suppose, but he's he's a very, very smart manager. Um I think he knows Pep how to Guard- win against the big teams, doesn't he? Yeah, I think Guardiola came out at the, uh, during the week and called him a genius, a footballing genius. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. Big Sam sitting at home with his takeaway, <laughs> watching that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Bob sauce all down his short mouth. Pretty sauce running all the way down. <laughs> Did you hear that, love? Did you hear that? I'm a genius. <laughs> Get me another can of tenants. <laughs> <laughs> but sweet loving after that anyway <laughs> at the end of the day you like you kind of look at it and it's it is true to a point because what he's done with the teams he obviously he was in line or he took over england obviously for uh whether reasons got sacked <laughs> a wet a wet week <laughs> but that kind of quality has got him that in that position for the england job He's come back to West Brom to obviously get back into football. Um, and you can see already the difference that he, he's making with that team. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's the only reason West Brom moved for him was because he knew they were into shit and there's no better man to get out of the shit. Than Any, anytime there's a team going down, down towards relegation and Sam Allardyce is available, he's, he's brought in straight away because he knows how to get these teams away from that danger zone. It's like the equivalent of uh, of Neil Warnock. If you need to get up from the championship, you bring in Neil Warnock. If you exactly. need to stay up from going there when you bring in Big Sam. Paddy, what do you think about the about the uh, Spurs West Brom either side? How are Spurs playing so far? What do you think West I Brom are going to get the result? Yeah, I, I do agree with Big Sam coming in, doing a good job. But I'm looking at their form, and they've lost four in the last six. Um, and Spurs, they they have a strong squad. They haven't been getting great results as of late, but I still think Spurs will nick it. At home, um, West Brom. Where are they in the league? I'll have to get the the, the league table up. They are uh, second from bottom. Third, yeah, second from bottom. They're nineteenth. Yeah, we already talked about the teams that are going to go down. Do we still think they're going to go down? And we all said yes. So I, I can't see West Brom getting a result here. I have one for the two The Spurs squad at the moment is that as strong as we've seen Spurs teams in the last five or six years? An on form bail. Maybe, but Bale didn't even got dropped completely tonight. He's not even on the bench, and that just goes to show you, Jez, his form absolutely fell off a cliff. So when they, Madrid were probably rubbing their hands when he went over to Spurs. How can yeah, a player get, go from so good to so bad? There's reasons for that, and there's reasons Madrid let a player like Gareth Bale go. It's clearly there was something missing from his performances. He wasn't getting a look, and as the report said, he was too busy like looking to play golf whenever he could and. He's he's getting paid five hundred, like half a yeah, half a million a week. <laughs> yeah, surely that has to uh, have an impact on your motivation and your dedication to the sport. To be getting paid that much, if you get dropped and you're on the bench, are you really gonna care too much? 
I'd say from a mental point of view, uh, it was the whole fact of he was doing a good, a great job at Madrid. Some of our biggest games, he scored some of our best goals, yeah. and he still wasn't consistently getting his game. He was still playing second fiddle to Ronaldo, which, okay, fair enough. But he was being booed by the, and maybe mentally uh, softened them a bit. Because when you're playing for Madrid and you don't have a, the best of the game, the whole stadium is booing you, and you're, you wouldn't be used to that in England. Yeah, and he is probably like, well, fuck you. I'm earning I half think, a million a week here. I boo me all you want. Why would you want to I play think for the final nail? Yeah. yeah. The final nail on the coffin, I think, was when they went out of their way to bring in the likes of Eden Hazard for, for 90 plus million euro as a thing of like, oh. we don't think he can do the job on the wing. Yeah. Bringing somebody else in who's done it in England as well to replace you, replace you. I think that was him saying, oh, do you know what? Fuck off then. Because yeah. is his career over? At the top, mm. at the top level. He might still yeah. go and play with having the Waterlooville or he might go <laughs> to the MLS and not bother about for fucking Miami, but is his career over? Yes. Yeah, his, his career at the big clubs are over and he will. He'll end up over in America because the golf courses over there are PGA. Nothing else. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So. I really thought um, he'd grab the chance at Spurs, though. I really thought he'd I do did, well. Uh, I, I thought he yeah. would. The chance to come back and play in England, I thought he'd be all over that, and it just hasn't worked out. Whether that's not clicking with Mourinho's ideas either, if it was Pochettino there and, and Bale come back, would it have been a different yeah. story, maybe? But yeah. Is Mourinho a people person? That's the thing. Like I think, I think that's, he... what, that's what Bale would need now, considering the the bashings he got in Madrid, like, you know, he was <laughs> vilified, like, vilified. Like, did Mourinho show at him at a, in a training session asking him, did he... Uh, yeah, he okay. sent it back to Madrid. Yeah. That's that's the kind of, like, attitude he was obviously trying to get away from. And it's not exactly armour on the shoulder, is it? What was he up to, though? Was he... Because I heard rumours as well that he had been late for a couple of trainings as well. Is he giving it his all to try to get back into that Spurs team? He, or he, just on his he, the <laughs> <laughs> he kept shit from four the lads. <laughs> it was reports of that being actually aimed at the other lad, the Spanish left back, uh, Regulon or... Yeah, yeah Sergio Regulon. Because he, he's just come from Madrid as well. Um, and there was reports saying that it was never directed at Bale. It was... Oh, Let's be honest. That was taking yeah. the heat off the you know, media, wasn't it? Because it knew this, they better news if it was failed than if it was fucking Sergio Regulon. To throw, Thomas, to throw your question back at you there on, in terms of Spurs, is this their best squad? What What's your opinion of it? I think their last couple of results have shown how much they rely on the front two. Like we sat here on the podcast and flipped, I literally flipped a coin two weeks ago as to who was going to score, where it was going to be Kane or Son. And the whole bet that's going around about Kane assists, so and so assists Kane. Um, I think there is an over reliance. Um, I think their standout player probably, or without the frontier, obviously has been um, in Don Bellet this season. Mm. Um, are they strong enough at the back? No, I think it's an it's it's an age and back four. You can obviously see there's a there's been a fall out recently between Serge Aurier and and Jose Mourinho again. He stormed off after training. I don't know if he's kind of losing those players who are very temperamental, we'll say. Um, we've definitely seen stronger Spurs sides with like Ardevarweld and with Bertongan and stuff in their prime. We've gone back four. Here he is. Hey, look who decided to show. We're playing these lads, keeping the show on the road. Sorry about that. The laptop just absolutely shot itself and just froze. So 
had to fucking reset it. Start I, I, put, it. I put glasses. Yeah, he's, look, he's looking for glasses. So what are you talking about there? Just, just I said, um, you were talking about Spurs squad, was it? Spurs squad, is it as strong as it used to be? Or is it as strong as they've ever had? I think it is because, like, when you look at the likes of Kane and so on, there hasn't really. If you, can you think for the back then, them two of a better duo that was at Spurs? Like, the likes of, like, say, Robbie Kane and Bale and stuff at the time. Obviously, Bale Robbie Kane and Berbatov. Yeah, Berbatov, yeah. But, like, they, they didn't really do as much as kind of Spurs are doing now. Champions League final, can't forget that. Like, um, so in terms of squad, they probably do have the best. That was two years ago, Polly. Absolutely. Two years ago. Sure, look. Um, did you do score predictions? We haven't, no. I actually had, I had the prices there anyway and you put them up because they can't change that on the screen. I know, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Paddy, what do you reckon on this one? Do you reckon, reckon Spurs is going to beat them on this? Yeah, I do. But I think it'll be close. Again, with a Sam Allardyce team, they'll defend well. Um, so I'm going to say 2-1 to Spurs and Son for first goal tour. Nice one. Uh, Connor, what do you reckon on this one? Um, Spurs as well. A little bit more comfortable than what Paddy said. I'm going to go 3-1 Spurs and uh, Lucas. Oh, Lucas, interesting. Madam? I'm actually going to go for an upset here. Um, and I'm going to go for West Brom and Allardyce just to, to rub it into Mourinho a little bit more. No, um, no there's not. There's not. I am going to go 2-1 West Brom and... Let me just have a quick look at their players. Big Sam's going to come on and get a goal. <laughs> Who is top goal scorer for West Brom? Yeah. Um, oh. oh. What score is Matt Phillips. Still Why not? Yeah, Phillips. Uh, I was going to go with a 2-1 win for Spurs, but I don't think it's going to be a comfortable game at all. Um, I think Big Sam will kind of park the bus and then kind of maybe try to hit them on the counter-attack. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Spurs, but I'm going to say Son to score because, like I said, Kane's out. So um, I think Son's going to start taking a bit more of the responsibility on it. Uh, right, as we move on to the next one, Wolves and Leicester. So 2 o'clock on the Sunday, Wolves 12-5, the draws 9-4. And Leicester are six to five. Not a bad price for Leicester. Connor, what do you what do you reckon here? Like I said, Wolves haven't been on the best of form lately, but um, six to five for Leicester. What do you reckon? Good price. Yeah, it's obviously a good win for for Wolves against the depleted Arsenal during yeah. the week. But I, I fancy Leicester at that price for like a, a like a two day accumulator to have that running into like yeah. a running into the Sunday after a couple of results on the Saturday. Yeah. Would I do it on like a, on an all Sunday? Maybe not. Um, like obviously Leicester are, are hammered with injuries as well at the moment. Well, hammered as in by the top goal scorer <laughs> has a hernia from fucking <laughs> lifting sofas or whatever the fuck he was doing. Um, Bench pressing fridges. Yeah, dis- disappointing against Leeds obviously during the week and just shows you how vulnerable they can be at the back with it, like the first choice back four being there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd still have to fancy the way Wolves have played up until 45 minutes against Arsenal that hasn't been good enough. It's not what we expected to see from Wolves. Obviously, they're missing their top goal scorer um, in Jimenez. They lost Jota, obviously, at the start of the season as well. Didn't really replace Jota for what he provided for assists to Jimenez. Yeah. Um, so I think Leicester 6-5. to five. We saw away from home doesn't really matter this season. So 
yeah, I'd have them in, in a couple of bets for the for uh, the weekend. Sure. Uh, Madam, what do you reckon on this? Do you reckon Wolves are going to put it up to them, or do you reckon it'll be a handy enough one for for Leicester? No, I don't think Wolves is really an easy game um, for anybody who plays them. But Rodgers again has last playing great football. Madison has hit a great bit of form, and I believe Jamie Vardy is back for this one. So. Yeah, I can't, I can't really look past Leicester, but I don't think it'll be an easy game either. Connor's doing whatever Brady did to fucking injure himself there. <laughs> uh, Paddy, Paddy, what do you think? Um, do you think this one's going to be a tight enough game? Or? Very tight, very tight. And I think I think Wolves will just just get there. Um, I think it's a tough ground to go to. Mm. Um, I know their form hasn't been great, but I think the result against Arsenal could give them the confidence that they need. And I can yeah. see them just nicking this 1-0. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So looking at Leicester, lads. Realistically, where where do we think Leicester can finish up the season? And uh, currently sitting in tour position, two points off second and five points off top. Well, do you, do you see them kind of holding that position there, or like, how do you think? top four. Do you think the top four? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Because of the results this season and how erratic they are, I think definitely they could go into the top four. Yeah, they have a good squad. Great Madison, Madison's great. Madison's a great player. Um, yeah. Vardy when he comes back now yeah they've a, they've a very strong team forced yeah. 11 and I think yeah they could definitely finish in the top 4 if they stay all stay fit Man, what do you reckon do you reckon top 4 is do you reckon that's yeah. maybe pushing it out a bit no I think Leicester are probably going to finish top 4 yeah um, yeah. they're saying they're playing great football I know last season they, they kind of ruined it for themselves uh, with the last run in the games but this year it, they just look different um, yeah. and would have probably learned from last season. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Leicester top four. I think if there hadn't been a COVID break last year, Leicester wouldn't have dropped off. Yeah, yeah. it was bad it's for them. Been massive. Tom, what do you reckon? Do you reckon top four is? Do you reckon that's achievable or achievable? Yeah, I don't think they will do. I don't think they'll hold on. Um, I think they'll fall who, do you, who do you see? Who do you see coming in and taking that position? When you look at the league, Spurs are sitting in seventh there. I know there it's obviously Spurs, but they've two games in hand over them, and they are nine points behind them. So that would put them three points off the top four, like which is which for Spurs team. Yeah, that could potentially hit another good run of form. Is not yeah. probably a bad decision to be in. Like it's, it's. I don't think it's a case of whether Leicester will hang on. It's whether it's it's back to that thing of whether anybody else wants it. It was almost yeah. like last year with was it with Chelsea where. Chelsea did everything yeah. they could not not to get fourth place, yeah. and they still got fourth place. Yeah. Um, Spurs is going to run a form, probably. Yeah, um, I think they've kind of obviously they've gotten rid of Liverpool and Chelsea already out of kind of the schedule for the run in. Um, I can see them picking a point. I don't think Leicester are going to be as consistent as they were the first half of the season. I think they're going to drop off in form. Um, but it's whether anybody else wants to pick up those points or not, I suppose. Um, if, if anyone was going to take over, I would say Spurs. Um, but it really depends. But I think they'd, they'd be delighted. The aim is going to be for fourth. I think they'll finish fifth in that kind of battle. Yeah, so you reckon they might just miss out on it. Um, lads, score predictions on this one. This is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to jump straight in myself, and I'm going to say a 2 all draw. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Madison to score. I like this, Probably, I like just this. before you move on to score, what what's your own opinion of Leicester at top four? Did you give it? Um, 
I probably don't think they're going to. When I look at the teams that are there, City United and Liverpool, I think them three are probably a given. Um, if I'm being honest, I see it being Spurs or else if Chelsea can continue this run, I think Chelsea might actually nick back into the far, far spot. What about Everton? I don't know. I just don't think they're... Like, like we were saying earlier on, I just don't think... I think there's something about them. And I don't think it's really they're that weak defensively, but I'm looking at like the likes of Pickford there and I think he's not going to make enough um, point-winning saves to, to get them into the top four. I think he'll probably make more... He'll probably cost them more than he'd actually... Like save him. He's, he's gonna make saves, like, but he's not gonna them vital one on ones when it's like last minute and someone's gone for an true one on one with an equalizer. I don't think he saves it nine times out of ten. Like the only other thing is Everton do have Ancelotti there. Yeah, he's, 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 not, he's not a great goalkeeper though. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big lad. He's yeah, yeah. A lot of space. <laughs> Him and Big Sam playing Adrian. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Angelo, there, you, I don't think you can really count. I don't think you can count anybody out of, of getting Champions League football and the, the way the results are going. But looking at everything with two games in hand over teams above them. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm not, what I'm going to do there is I'm going to bring up the league there. Sorry, I'm not to call it because I had to fucking reopen everything again there. I want to just bring up the league just so we can actually have a proper look at just who is in what position and who may actually become a threat. I'll bring it up there, Collie. I'll, I'll bring up an article there from the Leicester Mercury that says Jamie Vardy and Wilfred Ndidi could return from their injuries against Wolves on Sunday. Interesting. Um, but they haven't gone back to full train. They're back running as of Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. They probably return but probably won't Start. Um, yeah. So there we go. Um so when you look at the top four, maybe the top top eight, because Chelsea. Uh <laughs> so they've obviously played two more games than most. So you look at Leicester there, 42 points. Uh Spurs, as I was saying there, they have they have two games in hand. I wonder that probably actually doesn't count this on which they're going to lose. So that's going to be six points behind with one. So Everton have two games in hand. Yeah, Everton have two games in hand. Yeah. They'll be level on points with Leicester over Liverpool. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I, I just don't see West Ham staying up there that long. I, I just I just have a feeling they're going to go on a bad run of six or seven games. And um, I think that might just, that just might do it for them. But... I do, I do think Chelsea and and Tottenham are probably the two most likely together. I, I, I'd hopefully, I'd, hopefully it's Chelsea. Hopefully, hopefully it's Chelsea. Like, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. I do think the top three, obviously City, you know, and Liverpool, obviously one hundred percent going to be there. It's just a battle between the next four or five there between them. Like, who's, who's going to get that? So, lads, we'll move on to score predictions on this one. Uh, Paddy, give us a score prediction on this. Wolves one nil and Matinho four score. Well, only scorer. Okay. Um, Connor? They went nowhere, though. Um, <laughs> Leicester 2-1 and Madison. Nice. Uh, uh, Leicester 1-0, Madison. I'm going to go with a one-all draw, lads. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Adana Triore to score. Gotta go with the home team. Um right, lads, we'll move on to the next one. 
Yeah, big fucking massive Adana. That's the the best game of the week, obviously. Um, half four on the Sunday, uh, on the Super Bowl Sunday, might I add. Uh, Liverpool against Man City. Nine to four for Liverpool at home. When do you ever get that? Sixteen to five for the draw and eleven to ten for City. Serious prices all around there. I think that's we are putting a bet on. And if you can catch the right the right result there, you're 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 onto a winner. Like, but um, we'll go to Madeline and, and Connor Forrest, which are obviously been the Liverpool fans. Man, what do you reckon in this match? Do you think do you think Liverpool can cope with City's attacking attacking game? Like Liverpool, to me, I think are probably more dangerous on the counter attack. If you look at some of the goals they've scored over the last couple of games, a lot of it has been counter attack football and it's really quickly. Um, so do you think this actually might suit? Liverpool, obviously they're going to have to be solid at the back, which may be an issue if you're playing Henderson there. But, um, yeah, what do you think? How do you think this is going to go for, for Liverpool? These are, the, these are the type of games that Liverpool show up in. It's because teams come out and they, they try to play against Liverpool. And that's where Liverpool can get in and have that quick kind of movement and quick counter-attack in football. Have to be honest, like I know Henderson's played at the back, but I don't think he's played bad at all in any of the games that he's played at centre back. Mm, I don't think he's maybe he's, his position in that times. That's the only thing of the question. Yeah, but that's that's gonna be like naturally he's not going to be up to speed yeah. with his positioning, but I don't think he's actually put a foot wrong in terms of uh costs and goals or anything like that. And he's he's a proper leader as well, so I, I, I don't know. I just think with, with Henderson there against City, I think Liverpool are in trouble anyway, no matter yeah. who who's there. Um, City have just hit this run of form and look unstoppable. Liverpool obviously haven't had a great run of form at home, um, and it's usually where they, they get most of the results. They're usually very hard to beat at home. Um, but just the, the run of form that they've hit, I, I don't see anybody um, beating City. Um, Connor, what you reckon? The same, same opinion. Of, so I suppose it's, it's kind of a you, everybody I think can see how good City have been lately. And um, thirteen games, two, thirteen games in a row they've won in all competitions. Like that, that's ridiculous. Like the the last team to do that was the Arsenal team in two thousand and four. Was it just four? Yeah. yeah. So that was that's that's how good they're playing at the moment. I think if you, if you look at the game, and, and like Madeline said, it's the games that Liverpool turn up in, and it really depends on how City want to approach it, whether they, they if they go gung-ho to try to win the game, they'll either smash Liverpool or they get beaten. Yeah. But if they play if they play nervous football and Liverpool play nervous football, like a lot of these games turn out, it's going to be really close, regardless of how well Liverpool are playing at the moment and how well City, sorry, how badly Liverpool are playing at the moment and how well City are playing. It's going to be close if they play that. If they play that tentative, nervous football. Um, to me, as because the Bruce are so good, I'd be looking all day at like City draw no bet or City double chance. Um, purely on the basis because I don't think Liverpool have enough to win the game, but do they have enough to hold City, which they've done so often in the past? They haven't beaten them. They've held them to nil all draws or one all draws. Um, yeah. I I think. City are looking at this game as a game they can't lose, and Liverpool are looking at it as a game they have to win. Um, so if City don't want to lose the game, City won't lose the game, it will finish as a nil all or a one all draw, to be honest. Um, so really says what because Jurgen Klopp hasn't got like a massive selection to pick from, 
Yeah. And I'm not saying that because of them not playing the squad depth around him, but because Pep has 18 or 19 regular players who have played week in, week out by rotation, whether it's playing Foden, not playing Foden, playing Silva, not playing Silva, Mares, Sterling, Torres, whatever it might be. It depends on who he puts out. I yeah. can see I can see him going slightly more defensive than he would have against the lower teams. Um it being a one all game. Yeah. I think Paddy, sorry, sorry, I'll let Paddy in there now in one second. Just one thing I wanted to say is I think City and Pep Guardiola is gonna look at this game with the mentality that if we beat Liverpool, we've taken them out of the title race. So yeah. City are gonna go into this game and look to absolutely bash Liverpool. And that, that could work it could work in their favour where they do go out and they beat Liverpool because Liverpool have hit kind of rough. Or it works the opposite way where Liverpool hit them on the counter. But I don't think City and Pep definitely I don't think they're gonna go in in kind of a defensive mindset. This is their opportunity. It'll be a, it'll, I reckon it'll be an open game. I think it'll be pretty open, like um, they always are, but yeah. Yeah. This is the game where City potentially knock Liverpool out of the title race and then they have to just worry about United keeping up with them. So yeah. this is this is where I think City go in and they, they just try to take Liverpool out of, out of the race completely. Yeah. Paddy, what do you think on this one? I've watched City now for again, as you said in the last run, they've been playing amazing football, but when they came to Old Trafford, they put two holding midfielders on and it just ended up being a nil-nil bar draw. So yeah. again... I think it would cause more damage to City if they lost than it would to Liverpool if they lost. In the sense of, you know, it, this great run that they're on. Yeah. Like, as soon as that gets broken, if it gets broken with a draw, fine, they'll take a draw. But I don't think yeah. they want to lose. Lost, yeah. So um, I think I think it'll be a draw. It's an interesting one, I think. Like when you look at the the tactical side of it, like obviously you're gonna have to like Klopp's obviously gonna have a weakened team in terms of like Van Dijk not being there and. Who does he go with at the back? Does he go with Henderson or does he bring in one of the other lads, the, the new signings? Davis? This can't be really a game they, they bring in on a debut, is it? He's not going to put any of them new lads in against City in the current form that they're in and the current form Liverpool's in. Yeah, He's not going to put one of them lads in, especially the younger lad, the 20-year-old, for them to get absolutely oh, hockey. Maybe, maybe he's going to say to himself, right, well, like, our form hasn't been good, we have to tuck and change something. So throw Ben Davis in or something like that. Well, he's not he's not going to change i don't think and to be honest i do think he needs to do something he needs to get henderson back into midfield because yeah, yeah. henderson is what drives liverpool forward from That's the what midfield just about to say but look he he needs to put somebody in there at center half the thing about it is he's he's confident in henderson's ability to to help him out and get him out of a hole just, just change it. Put it. Put a natural defender in there. Whether it's the Davis from Preston, I don't, think, I don't think he will. But he has to get Henderson back into midfield. But Henderson's in the middle. They seem to have their their score. You know, they can score freely, like yeah. they were last season. When he's not there, they just seem to be struggling. And I think if they go into the game, just saying, let's just outscore City. Let 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 City will score goals, but we'll just score more and get Henderson in the middle. If you look at Liverpool when Henderson is in the middle of the park, the other midfielders are confident enough to take the ball forward and get in the yeah. box and help out. They know Henderson's sitting at, sitting there and he's going to clean up the mess that's then on the counter-attack. With Henderson in the centre-half position, when Aldum and Thiago are sitting deep, 
they're going a certain kind of distance forward and then they're stopping because they're looking at what's behind them. Get so Henderson, you think Henderson frees them up a little bit? Massively. Henderson drives them on and he's the guy that cleans up the mess then behind them. And that's where it gives them the confidence to support the, the front. Even at that, like playing out from the back, like because obviously Liverpool do that quite well. Like he's always the one that drops in, gets them, and plays them little five yard passes. But they might not be like they might not look like the best passes. Passes, but they go yeah. forward. But they're they're advancing the team forward, and and they are beating two or three players. So like you'll find a little, you'll find a player, two players sitting here in front of him, and a player just in the gap, and he'll pick that pass out. And all of a sudden he's taking he's taking the striker out of the game. He's taking probably our number ten, their number ten out of the game. And possibly one of their midfielders out again who was pushed up to try to kind of add a bit of pressure on it. So, like what he does is goes very unnoticed. Although, like he he, do, he is getting a bit of credit, I think. But what he's doing for for Liverpool now is finally being noticed, I think. But he is the driving force that gets them from from A to B. And I think yeah. that like he think they they miss out massively. I think when he's not there, I've got I've got one for Mellon, and it's based around obviously the record that they've had at Anfield since he came back in and obviously comments from previous players is Thiago Alicantra a Liverpool player I want to hear anybody if there's any Liverpool fans that you watching this at the moment I want to hear your opinions on this as well oh I'd love to hear opinions on Thiago it's such a 50-50 split I think as to does he play not the Liverpool way that's cringy as shit and they don't have like a style of football but does he have that that press tempo game that's needed yeah, the thing for me is when Thiago signed for Liverpool, I was like, "Happy days! This is the the type of player that they need." Now that Coutinho's gone, that he can lock defenses with these clever little passes. He got injured and he's come back, and I think right now Thiago slows down the tempo of Liverpool. But my opinion on it is, he is a Liverpool player, and we'll only see that. When Jordan Henderson comes back into the midfield, mm. because, how long? How yeah. long have we, are we talking Henderson playing there now? Because when, like, at the start of the season, Thiago did did look okay, looked like he was settling in okay, and then all of a sudden, when Henderson actually did, they go back into second half. Then, like, like you were saying, man, that's why it would free him up a bit more. Like, that's what that's when you kind go to the games. Like, obviously, when you when you join your Thiago, you're a good ball player or whatever. When you when he came into the team. He was further up and he was making these little passes and right, fair enough, they weren't setting up goals or whatever, but they were the passes that were getting in behind defenders. He gets injured, he comes back, and now Henderson's sitting there. I, I I honestly think he's a Liverpool player. I do get that he slows the tempo of Liverpool's play down going forward because yeah. he gets on the ball and he's he's looking kind of side to side or whatever. Yeah. But you put Henderson back into that team and you'll see Wijnaldum and you'll see Thiago pushed up further he'll he'll give Thiago that license to get up closer to Firmino and Salah and Mane and that's where I think you'll see no I actually see it I was Tiago, Tiago's a player for any team. Tiago fits into every single team. You put him in there and he, he starts for every team. But I get what Liverpool, some Liverpool fans are saying. Is he a Liverpool player? He will be, and I think we'll see that when Henderson comes into midfield. Yeah. Um, lads, we're going to move on because it, we're now on 20 in total. We're still a bit to get through. I mean, so. You left for 20 minutes, so we're still on. Sorry, sorry. Uh, score prediction, Paddy. 
two all salad score first. Uh, Connor? One all Raheem Sterling. Man? Uh, two on City and. Make me sick, you know. Just be honest. Um, I will go Jesus. I'm going to say uh, 3 1 to see. I think City are going to probably just outplay them. And I think I think they might just lack a little bit down the wings. And, um, I think double, I think double chance is a fucking cracking breath for this. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to go City 3 1. I'm going to say De Bruyne. I watch, well, I do want everybody to watch Raheem Sterling and how hard he tries to score against Liverpool. And never fucking does I think he did it actually last night, but Troy is extra hard and it's fucking, it's yeah. so frustrating. Like. So, uh, lads, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, we won't spend too long on this. Chelsea and Sheffield United. 11 to 2 for the Sheffield United. Uh, 16 to 5 for the draw and 1 to 2 for Chelsea. Not a bad price for Chelsea. We're talking about against fucking. Bottom of the table, Sheffield United. Um, no, Chelsea look pretty solid here at the moment, although they're probably. What the fuck did I just say that for? They're about to score. They concede? No, it's a, it's a free kick at the edge of the box. Eric Bale oh. score a worldy. No, sorry. It was Dyer. Dyer, like, it was grand. I thought it was someone else. Dyer took it and hit a wood. Um, yeah, so look, I have to admit, since Tilton's come in, Chelsea, it's only been two games, but. They've dominated possession of both games and they've kind of held on to the ball well. They're, they're passing well. They're, look, it's still kind of... Malin, stop. Right now. Come on, say what you're going to say. Come on, say. Frank who? Yeah, exactly. You've forgotten all about him. You've forgotten all about him. You've forgotten all about him. You're a fucking disgrace. Would you change those words for me and stop crying your hands and stop crying Frank Lampard and do a rendition for us? On a second, right? I didn't even <laughs> fucking mention the fact that Brighton absolutely spanked us yesterday. And you see, and like, and do you bring this fucking Frank Lampard thing up? Like, do you know what I mean? I was yeah, yeah. All I want to know is how, how, how have you forgotten about Lampard so quickly? Do you know what, right? Like, this, this is the thing about, about this Chelsea team, right? They were so good, it's so much depth. I could have went in there and picked that team, and oh, that's a can. And then I could have fucking I could have done this. Like, do you know what I mean? This is this is fucking standard year experience players. Exactly. Frank exactly. couldn't do it. Lampard couldn't do it. I want development. I want the future. I'm not getting the spelling. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting a lot I believe that children are our future. <laughs> exactly. Well and let them be the way. Fucking have a lands when he's 34, he's fucking about to kick the bucket. And fucking, you've been singing Tiago Silva's plays all day. You've been around and you said you're delighted to see Alonso back in the team. I am, but I want the future for Chelsea Football Club. I don't want two years. I want fucking 10 years. I want 15 years. I want their history at the moment. You're never getting that as a Chelsea fan. Forget about that as a Chelsea fan. You'll deal with Chelsea too. Chelsea have always bought their success. Your whole club is a That's disgrace. It's a disgrace <laughs> of a club. Right, we're moving on, lads. Give me score predictions of this one, Connor. Um, one nil Chelsea. And okay. uh, do not say where now. I'm not allowing it. Puts in a die. Yeah, Mel. Yeah, two one Sheffield. Right, grand score. Uh, <laughs> Billy Sharp. <laughs> He's so getting a fuck off. Paddy? 
Um, I'm a little bit afraid to say now. <laughs> uh, I think 3-0 tr- Chelsea and Werner to score. <laughs> Werner, what the fuck is that? He can't, the chap can't hit a fucking barn door. Uh, I'm going with a 2-1 Chelsea win and I'm going to say Mason Mount to score. Bamford. 
Three all. Right, Grant Connor. Um, three two leads. Stuart Dallas. Oh, nice. Good bit of value there, uh, Paddy. I'm also going three two leads and Zaha score first. Nice one. Oh, yeah. uh, Join me over here on the, the winner's circle. I'm going to end up being a nil all draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to say nil all. No, no. I'm going to go 2 1 leads and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Rafinha to score. He's been, he's been pretty pretty good lately. So um, I'm going to go with that. Lads, that's the, the match is finished up. So we're going to move on to our next little segment, which is Melon's Moan. Who's got a moan, lads? Melon? Uh, Connor, I think. Connor. I, I didn't have one this week. You have no moan from your whole week of existence. No, but I do have more uh, little match attacks. Oh, okay, yeah, we can, we can do that. Melon's, yeah. Melon's match attacks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Melon's match attacks. Go on. Um, Melon's for this week. I don't know if everyone's heard or not, but we're due to get quite a lot of snow on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. And from being in work today, after kind of the news announced last night and this morning, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, you should like stock up on like food and groceries and stuff like on Saturday and Sunday because you're going to be kept in your house for a week. We're in fucking lockdown. You should yeah. be in your house anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know what the difference is between being snowed inside and being kept inside because of Rona. Yeah, so yeah. there's no difference. The snow is going to be gone by Thursday anyway. Just do a normal shot and it's going to can, get you through. Can we call a spade it's a spade? There's not going to be any fucking snow. I'm putting the Christmas Probably not. tree. Fuck it. And, you know what? So, I'm going to walk in the Tesco's on Saturday morning and have to fight some old one for some chicken breasts. Yeah, because she she has about four of them in the, in the trolley, even though she only eats one a week anyway. And there's going to be killings going on. And yeah. people, lads coughing at each other and spitting at each other just so they can get lean bits of steak and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to um, start licking sliced pans and also nobody else wants to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. mad stuff. And there's yeah. going to be, it's not even going to be that snow, it's going to be that shit slush. There's nobody yeah, walks yeah, around yeah. the feet, get wet and like, oh, that's yeah. bullshit. Like that's going to happen. Yeah. Everyone's going to panic over it, even more than they're panicking at the moment because we're in lockdown anyway. And uh, nothing's going to happen. As you said, yeah. Collie, and it's just going to be poxy snow and everyone's going to be like, oh, we have 18 loaves of bread and press that we're not going to eat, and they're all going to yeah. go off, and I won't have any, and fuck those people. Do you know what I want to have a little moan about? Just something popped into my head just as you said that. What's the story with the fucking expiries that day on bread? You literally buy a bit of bread and you're thrown out on two days. Stop. Have you ever noticed? It's still, it's still unreal. Yeah. But I'm, I'm buying bread on a Tuesday, and I want to make a fucking uh, saucy sambo on a Friday, and it's gone out of date. It's a but, but when you, when you okay. buy it, take half of it out, put it in the freezer, and use that for your toast. Ah, see, then I, then I have to think ahead. Yeah, you have a job. I just like then what? I have to. Like, <laughs> then I have to. I like, need to find something to do. Freezer, <laughs> bread. We've got a new fridge. We've got a new fridge, and we can't fill her up. So I'm doing everything I can to fill her up. <laughs> it's a real big you one, want, like you know, the water dispenser and all on it. Oh yeah, yeah. You like, want that plate, but you just put it in anyway. <laughs> right, Alan or Connor? Sorry, fucking, I'm calling. I'm, I'm changing the segment of Connor's complaints. And uh, Melon, you want to do your, your little uh, opening there? Well, so, I actually Paddy, sorry, just, I'm just going to say, Paddy, if you didn't see this last week, Melon brought a load of these match attack things, and he's now opening them every week trying to find Frank Lampard. And you'd know them as the Panini stickers. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. My son, my son collects them. 
He's on Clex. Yeah. Oh, Bring yeah, that no, Kyle back. Paddy, I'll, I'll send them all over to you as soon as I find Lampard. Wait, my, my son still plays Pokemon. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> right, Alan, come on. Let's go in our opening. I got excited and I opened one off camera and packed a, a shiny verge. Yeah, try not to oh, He got his knee in a brace. In a hospital bed. Here we go. The last pack I have. You better buy more for next week. Do we see a Lampard? No. Dominic Cavalier. Oh, there he is. No, we're not. Well, that's down on. There's a couple of goalkeepers in that pack. Yeah. You want to start heading to the shop there and buy a few more then to get so we can get Lampard? The shop they got all the other ones in, they didn't have any, so I'm kind of panicking that this segment. Oh, there we go. Everyone's there. Everyone's there. Everyone's getting the match attacks into fucking. And you know, you better watch out because that that little around the corner from you, Horses Head Road, will be absolutely hammered now. Especially if the snow lifts. They're going to get bread in the safe again. Yeah. Well, guys, we're moving out on this bound and we're on to the next little segment, which is Connor's Crypto Corner. Connor, hit me up with what you've got this week. I just want to jump in before you go on your little Connor, rant. Connor, just tell me what you lost. No, no, no. I want to just go on my little rant there for one game. second. Uh, GameStop, absolute shambles. Matter is the fortunate. No, I didn't know. AMC, I had 100 quid on that and I'm down to about 70 quid there. It's down about 30 or 40% over the last week. And they stopped us buying. GameStop shares and AMC shares, which meant that we couldn't make any more money. It wasn't ever going to go back up. So, Connor, go on, go to our little rant here. I, I would say that was the case, but I think they were actually just protecting the average person because I managed to get GameStop shares beforehand and I bought 100 quid and now they're worth 12, they're worth $12. So, $12? Um, yeah, $12. <laughs> it's down to 87%. So, Are you giving I, advice I, on this I, segment? <laughs> I, said, I said last week, don't buy GameStop because it's going to be volatile. And I bought it anyway, just for the meme. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why, because there was fuckers who were throwing like 10 and 15 grand in the GameStop just because people on Reddit told them to. And they are obviously down to like less than a grand of their savings. So that's why I did. That's why I said not to. What I said last week was to trade in silver. Um, <laughs> over the whole, silver went up the next day because people were listening to the podcast. It, it went up four <laughs> percent. It's back down another one percent since then, yeah. but it's still up. Um, where I gained money from this week is in crypto, after the name of the segment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin shot up by 20% because Elon Musk said that Tesla and SpaceX by 2022 will only accept Bitcoin as payment. So oh. everyone went and bought Bitcoin so they could buy Teslas in two years. So, <laughs> so that shot up by um, 15% this week. Nice. So I would say get a Bitcoin again still. Get on any cryptos. Ripple is another one that I'm in as well. Ripple is up. 77% this week. Um, I have bought some more. Put every penny you have into Neo. Neo, Neo. long-term investment. Get all your money into Neo. I, I, I predicted... Hold on, Connor. Just one, one second. I predicted uh, African Amazon, and it's actually flying at the moment. It's up 58%. 57.84, but we won't argue. 58.35 I have here. So... <laughs> 
Then the other one is Neo. That's right. the one everybody's going for. That's it's long-term investment. That's what you want to be going with. How long? You have a segment named after you, Melon, but you won't take part in. And I have a segment named after me, but you want to take over. Yeah, because you're a money fucker. I'm not. <laughs> right here, lads. I have Ripple. No, I don't have Ripple. I have Stellar. I have 100 shares in Stellar at the moment, and I've got um, 29 shares in OX or something, whatever the fuck that is. So they're like... I have... Eight. 84 cents a share, so I'm hoping that they can go up to like. Well, my money split. My, my money split across in the crypto. Split split across Bitcoin and Ripple, and I have. I'm just coming up to trebling my money since November. Nice one. Nice one. So I'd still say jump on it. Right, we're gonna move on, Connor. So have you any ones to watch this season, Melon, or this season, this week? Um, Melon um, has given out I've, got, I've got one. It's a uh, <clears throat> They make a. Uh, AI and mm. their stocks have dropped this week because of uncertainty around the market. They usually steady out at, give you one second here, they usually steady out at around $100 and it's, it's been fairly steady. It dropped to $88 this week because of everything that's going on. People sold thinking that it wasn't going to be a stable. It's going to go back up. So I'd say Palantir jump on at $88 a share. And um, it'll be a, a, a long term goer, yeah, right. Um, lads, we're gonna move on. Just one thing before we move on to the bets, I just wanted to uh to show you is there Connor, you were asking me about this. I was telling you, I was after um, Joe of Ireland, I've sent us out a bit of uh muscle band, so obviously, I'm taking up a bit of jogging now. Paddy, you're the same, you're doing a bit of jogging, so um, yeah, they they. They sent me over some of these uh, muscle bands to rub in your legs. And I, I actually, for the last couple of weeks, I've been jogging and I've actually been feeling it because obviously I've done my ACL and my knee and I've been feeling it actually in my hamstring um, as I'm jogging. So I rubbed a bit of that on them, on them last night before I went for a jog and I swear to God I didn't feel anything in my legs. So that is actually a savage stuff. Now they obviously just sent us that, but that is actually... Like, so it's like an anesthetic. You couldn't feel it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, so, and you, you feel, <laughs> when, you rub, when you rub it in, you actually feel the bit of heat on it. So you can actually feel it warming up your legs. So that that's actually, why Sarah didn't wake up last night. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually, that stuff there. Jew of Ireland. So I'll put a link in like the YouTube channel if anybody cool. wants to go and have a look at that. That's the smaller tub. Uh, I think that's only like 15 mil, but you can get a 100 mil tub. Um, they've also sent us out some hydro tabs as well. So, um, nice. For after that, then I've had one of them. They're actually lovely. They're, they're lemon flavor. Um, so have to have them before you go into the Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, keep your hydrated. That's a good show. Actually, I don't recommend it, but sure, we'll. Uh, I don't know. Um, right, lads, we're moving on to the last bit of the show, which is our tips and our bets. So, Connor, what have you got for us this week? I have got. Sorry, this Boris has put one of our comments saying, "Did he have the hydro tabs in melon flavor?" <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good question. I'll have to ask the owner. We'll ask. We'll ask. They'd be bitter. Yeah, they'd be very bitter. <laughs> yeah, and show you a bet. I say what. Connor, what have you got for us this week? Um, I've got a, a prem bet across the weekend. I've got four goal scorers from the prem for Saturday. I've got an eight fold, and I've got four draws. Right, give us your a fold. I'd like to hear that. Eightfold pays out at 50 to 1. So it's not like the highest one. It's pretty odd. It's odds on. Um, I've got Bournemouth to beat Birmingham. Um, Cardiff to beat Bristol Cities. 
repair Bristol City. Um, Blackburn to beat QPR, Forest to beat Wickham. That's one of my bets of the weekend. I'd say Forest at 90 to 20 to beat Wickham away. Uh, I think it's the cracking price. I've got Dunfermline to beat Arbroath, uh, West Ham to beat Fulham, and Chelsea to beat Sheffield United. Whoever pays back 500 flips. Did you just say you have Chelsea to beat Sheffield United? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my brain computed that as Sheffield United to beat Chelsea there for some reason. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was about to actually explode there. Yeah, having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, I'll share my screen there. I'll show you what I've got. I've done a couple. Um, so the first one that I've got done here is a an A fold. So 303 to 1. I've found 2 euro on this one. So I've thrown in a kind of a mixture of uh, League One, League Two, and then put in a few draws and stuff like that. So, and um, we've gone with Watford to beat Coventry, good price at twenty-one to twenty. And um, we've gone with the draw between Exeter and Bradford. I've gone with Brentford away to Middlesbrough. I've gone with Accrington to beat Northampton at seven to ten. Hull to beat Burton. And Newport to beat Grimsby. Walsall to beat Southend. And Tramere, who I think are a really good price uh, to beat Port Vale. So. That one there is 303 to 1 and put 2 euro on it, so that returns 608 euro. Uh, Connor, have you chosen out your bet or your draw one there? Uh, four draws. It's actually a little bit shorter than usual. I paid back at, uh, again, 50 to 1. 50? Um, am I doing a match right in my head? No, you can't be. No, I'm not. It's 100 to 1. Yeah, yeah. Max. No, it was 50. Can't be guns. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I've got Barrow and Cambridge to draw, Stevenage and Morecambe to draw, Ipswich and Blackfield to draw, and Preston and Rotherham. And that's, uh, what did you put on that fiver, was it? Fiver again, yeah. Nice one. Um, right, back on to my one there. So I've done a sevenfold, um, 359 to 1, 3 euro on it. So I've done, again, I've mixed it in with a couple of draws here. So I've done Newcastle and Southampton to draw. I've done Sunderland to be MK Dons. Some of Portsmouth to beat Plymouth, Charlton to beat Rochdale, Cambridge at 9-5 for top of the league to beat Barrow, 7-5 uh, for Crawley to beat Harrogate, and then Mansfield to beat uh, Forest Green at 13-10. So, yeah, I've thrown three quid on that, and that'll get me a thousand euro back, so hopefully um, hopefully that can even get us a good cash out, and then, uh, yeah, we can see how, how that one goes. So, uh, what else did you say you had? You had a banker, and then did you have a fourfold, was it, we're in tenant? I have a uh, five-fold banker, and right. I have four goal scorers in the Prem on Saturday. Right, give us your four, your scorers. Give us your, we go to our scorers. So I've done them all from, I've done them, didn't do the early game because fuck being out of a bet at two o'clock, we getting it wrong. I've done uh, Burnley Brighton, I've done Trossard, Newcastle Southampton, I've done Che Adams. Uh, Fulham West Ham, I've actually done Jared Bowen. Like what you said, Collie. Yeah. And United Everton have done Marcus Rashford. Mm, nice one. A five-year-old paid back 470 euro. That's not bad. Um, and they're, oh, any, yeah. they're anytime goal scorers as well. I actually stuck a bet on as oh, we were yeah. doing this. Um, huh? Every result that I said tonight for each of the 10 games, I oh, did yeah. the score result now, just the result. So draw, yeah, win, loss. So for the 10 games, I put a 10 on it, and my returns will be 31,782. Oh, nice <laughs> so if anyone, if anyone is following Paddy's bets, get your 10 on, and you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, I've done the same thing, Paddy. Um, I only really started doing it the last two weeks. I actually have forgotten to do it, and I just threw it on there a minute ago myself. 
Um, I have done a prem one myself, so I haven't really. I'm not saying that I've I've done with the exact ones that I've that I've picked out during the podcast, but I've gone with like value and stuff like that. So, um, I've thrown a fiver on it. So obviously we have a tenfold because ten games. Um, a fiver will return nine thousand seven hundred sixty-eight euros, so just under ten grand. So I've gone with Arsenal to beat Villa. I've gone with Burnley and Brighton to draw. I think I did say Brighton to win, but um, I've gone with the draw there. I've gone with Newcastle and Southampton to draw. West Ham to win. United, Spurs, uh, draw with Wolves and Leicester. I've gone with City to beat Liverpool. I've gone with Chelsea to beat Sheffield United. And I've gone with Leeds to beat Palace. So, um, yeah, so that's me, Pam. Connor, I throws out your banker there. I have one that I've done a banker there. And I like the look of my own, so... Let's see how I mean, it's, 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 it's banker to the state. I just did prem games, so right, okay. I was kind of similar to what you've done, but I, I picked the ones that I was kind of I'm gonna say more sure about, but I'm not sure about any of them. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay, um, I've done Arsenal to beat Villa, uh, West Ham to beat Fulham, United to beat Everton, Leicester to beat Wolves, and Chelsea to beat Sheffield United. A fiver, I pay back 120 euro. That's not bad, actually. Um, I've gone with so I'm just going to throw up your last bet here saving this until the end so um, I don't usually do bets this big but I said fuck it why not um, trying to impress Paddy obviously I've been the first time <laughs> on so I was trying to trying to impress Paddy um, how much money I have <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've gone with a six-fold lads and I've gone with a 33 to 1 six-fold so I've gone with Forrest to beat Wickham Wickham aren't in great form so I've thrown them in Akron to beat Northampton I've gone with Hull to beat Burton I've gone with Portsmouth to beat Plymouth, Newport to beat Grimsby, and Tranmere to beat Parfail. Um, so yeah, 33 to 1, that'll get me back 345 quid if that comes in. So hopefully that can get a good run. Like, um, We've no early games in them, so I'm hoping that we can get, get a nice bit going on that. Um, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got two, I've got two Super Bowl specials. Oh, hello. Yeah. Um, 11 to 10. The national anthem of the Super Bowl to be over 118.5 seconds. Eight of the last nine have been. I said the last year earlier, the only one that hasn't been was pink seven years ago, and she had the flu. Yeah. So she made it short as possible. So I would say definitely over 118.5 seconds. Um, easy, easy way to double your money. And then I've also picked who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in their speech. Um, 13 to 2 I've gone with the winning city because I reckon TB will get it and I reckon he'll mention the city of Tampa yeah. um, because it's being played there um, so easy money on that as well and the other one I'd recommend is The weekend's first song at half time um, 4 to 1 Blinding Lights oh, okay. favourite is Starboy I reckon it's going to be Blinding Lights because of the TikTok dance uh, what's, what's, what about that song? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. But the way down the list. Is it? Yeah. The way down the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, it's interesting. Like Whew, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be that one because it's like a TikTok dance where you'll come running in. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why I went for it. Lower TikTok dance, mate. Um, <laughs> and a four to one as well. Starboy is odds on to be, the, to be the first song. Don't think it will be. It's a little bit slow to start. Um, yeah. I'd also put money on Daft Punk to be a special guest because oh, yeah. uh, Daft Punk and the weekend have a song together and they're odds on, but I think it's, it's fairly confident they're going to be there. So, yeah, it's it's be Super Bowl ones. 
Yeah, listen. Right, lads, look, we're going to end the podcast there. It's been going on for another 50 minutes. We always try to keep them under an hour, but this is just no fucking difference. <laughs> we told you, uh, We told you. Yeah, we told you this was going to happen. Very Matter enjoyable, this week. No matter. Cheers. Connor, nice one. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Paddy, I hope you enjoyed your first podcast with us. And uh, again, the shout out to, to your run and the charity and stuff like that. So I will, I will put a link in the YouTube. Um, and if anybody can donate, whatever you can, doesn't matter if it's a five or a ten or it doesn't matter. It's price no, of points. Those are worth fifty quid. <laughs> the price <laughs> of points that you can't buy in the in the, uh, in the shop. So, uh, look, no, thank you. Podcast, so, uh, fair play, to uh, Right, lads, uh, it's been a pleasure, and sure we'll see everybody again next week. Take Bye. care. Well, good luck.